0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito Com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can follow us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at the only colors. Today is Wednesday, September 18th. And today's episode is brought to you by Austin and John's Private Eye Service. Uh, and our, our slogan is because we know when you need a spy.
1: A QB spy.
0: A QB spy, to be specific.
1: Austin I All right, could, yeah let's just,
0: let's just go I could
1: feel the enthusiasm in your voice to talk about
0: this for an hour today I'm very upset
1: hey let's um use this time together we're gonna we're gonna work through this we're gonna it's try gonna, I'm gonna tell you listeners we um as you know we always do one take um, this one take might be a little fiery than the other ones and you might find that we are upset for reasons maybe not other people had considered yet so you'll get new reasons to be mad
0: yeah so let's let's just state the obvious. Michigan State uh, lost last weekend, ten to seven at home to Arizona State. Second straight year in a row losing to Arizona State. Uh, Powerhouse
1: Arizona yep. State.
0: Herm Edwards led the all-time college great. Um, I guess we have good, bad, and weird from this game. Um, that let's just start with the angry part, like no, like the bad I, start, you the wanna- bad stuff.
1: Because goods going to be tough to rebound
0: with. Well, I've got some good stuff, but I don't want to lead it with like good. It's like silver lining good. It's okay. not quite like really good. So, all right. so, so the bad stuff, um, twofold. Really, I guess we'll just start with with the really the worst part, and that's the end of the game. So, uh, my one thing to say about the very end of the game, uh, as we're sitting here today, first of all, actually, start from here. Losing this game was bad. Mm-hmm. This was a bad, bad loss. I mm-hmm. think for the vast majority of this game, maybe the entire game, Michigan State was the better team. Mm-hmm. That still qualifies to me as one bad thing about this game. That MSU lost another game. And this is another saying over the past really year uh, and change now. Four for me. Yeah. Well, let's just concentrate on the last two years. Now it's, you know, you've lost games where you've been the better team. This is now a trend. Um, and it's for such a variety of reasons. I mean, throughout the game, you know, it's one of those games where you kind of stall out on a couple drives early and you're like, all right, okay, Arizona State's defense is a little better than we thought, which I think is true. I'll by go the on record with that. I think Arizona State's defense is actually pretty good. I believe that. Yeah. like, I, and, and, again, no we excuse. S- we do a great job of helping defense look better. That's absolutely true. But I, I will s- –
1: I will stand Arizona State. So I bet if we check in in week eight, they'll yeah. be pretty
0: good. Still a really good defense. Yep. Um, they we kind of knew you know early on. Again, you're sitting there, and you're like, all right, 3 right, 3-3-5. We knew this would give us trouble. Gave us trouble two weeks ago against Tulsa, and and that was an objectively less talented team than Arizona State. So you you kind of make excuses here and there as the the half goes along. Then it's a missed field goal. Then it's another missed field goal. Then it's a stop on fourth down. Then it's not being able to, you know, convert on third downs and having to punt, and it's one thing after another, and and I think that's the frustrating part of the first three quarters, really the first three and a half quarters, is like you're better than them, and you just can't put two and two together to execute and get in the end zone and put this game where it should be, which is in the rearview mirror. It's where it should be. You have your all-time field goal percentage leader missing two kicks early on, one a 47-yarder. Okay the other one, a 31 yarder. Yep. It's an extra point in the NFL. Um, no real excuses there. Blame the offense for make, putting him in that position, but either way, no real excuses there. Um, coming down the stretch, you know, again, give them credit for answering when they needed to answer on offense and getting up by a score, then immediately turning around and, uh, letting Arizona state go down the field and score. Now, Again, I'm really more frustrated with the offense. Defensively, I don't
1: know.
0: There is really one moment defensively in this game, and everybody knows what it is. The 4th and 13, Mm -hmm. complete and total, just brain fart, collective brain fart on the the behalf of the Michigan State Spartans. Um, Up to that point, that defense did everything you could expect it to do.
1: Everything you could possibly want it to do. And will continue to do.
0: Right. It's an elite unit. And I don't know how they're not revolting against the offense at this point. Um, The offense, so the offense from a yardage perspective actually played well. They had 400 yards on a good defense, but it doesn't matter if you can't cash in and score and put this game where it's supposed to be. Um, Defense again, just. uh, Now that we've gotten to the end, the last 90 seconds or so of game time in this game was some of the more mind blowing time in a football game I've ever really witnessed with my own two eyes. Truly, this was this was John L. Michigan State. Yeah. This is the Michigan State that we, you and I, grew up with that I think everybody collectively thought we had left in in the rearview mirror.
1: SOS was put to bed in...
0: Right. What, two, 2009? 13. 10? 13? Whatever.
1: Officially over
0: officially dead at 13 with the Rose Bowl but i mean even before that you had consistency in big games and big wins and even you even had coaches making clutch decisions mm-hmm. where it was coaches calling the fourth you know this is obviously dating us but mm-hmm. Notre Dame way back when uh, other you know you've had other clutch calls here and there but Michigan state used to be known for their ice in their veins and now not only do you i mean let's just start at the beginning Michigan state gets Arizona State to 4th and 13. They get to within one play of this game being over. And not only do they just completely waste two timeouts, which if you're a head coach like Mark D'Antonio, who has been through this before, won many, many games, won away from winning the most in school history, has been in late game situations, to not have it in the back of your head like, all right, you know what? Let's just hang on to these just in case. It's not like you're icing the kicker. Let's hang on to these just in case. Because I have an elite
1: unit who has held this team that we're playing to three points in 59 and a half minutes of play so far. I think that maybe, just maybe, if I don't second guess this and just let these kids play, the game that they have played in almost a clean slate on, that just maybe they might be able to do something smart. Because if the moment you make people think...
0: Right, stop well the other the other part is like you made the players think, but apparently the coaches didn't think at all., nope. now, we don't know if this was a botch on one of the players' fault, but as from where we sit as fans, that's what we are. uh It looked like they called some type of cover nine and mm-hmm. just dropped everybody Everyone back fifteen fell. yards and no one was alert enough to come up and spy the quarterback or stop him. And, and that I think that is the part that upsets me about the rest of this. Michigan State came, still came really close to stopping them and stopping them a couple different times, but to have that happen is just like, uh,
1: Austin, it, how it's often, unbelievable. Austin, how often does Michigan State's defense play um, a soft zone? Almost never. Okay. Um, have they? Do you think they had done that this season to date?
0: Probably not. Okay. What do you think? That's just a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it was just... It, it's a its a pretty... It's a shocking decision because if there's one thing on this team that you swear by, it's the defense. So, and, wh- and, and it's Mike Tressel and, and it's Mark
1: D'Antonio. So, so here's the thing. Mark Tressel makes one di- ba- really bad call in this game. Unfortunately, it led to the loss. He shouldn't have... Every defense should have the opportunity Correct. to make bad calls and still have ample opportunity to win the 100%.
0: Game. And that is something to think about is that this you can blame the defense for that one moment, but we're like you said, we're talking about one moment in a game filled with moments that you know, the offense could have come through and helped out their team because it's really kind of absurd that MSU was even in this position. But so Arizona State scores. Michigan State actually responds very well as an offense. Does what they have been doing all day, move the ball downfield, had explosive plays, picked up big chunks. We saw an exciting little bit of what Julian Barnett could be. Daryl Stewart had another fantastic game, uh, made another big play. They get the ball down in field position, and once again, your coaching just completely fails you. And it's shocking to even say these things about this team because it's so unlike this group but they just completely failed in a situational game management standpoint. Like, it's on it's on the coaches for not n- telling Lowryki you need to go spike this ball right away with 11 seconds left. It's also kind of on Lowryki for not just being like, guys, get to the line, let's spike this thing. And then finally, it's on whoever is on that the team that ran out there was 12 men on the field.
1: I gotta ask how I honestly don't know how that happens, and I think it has to have been a result of the offensive lineman being hurt.
0: There's probably definitely I I would imagine that had had a had a part in it, but I think it's also the fact that they got a late start. They scrambled out there. I mean, Coglin, to his credit, actually made that kick, but um, they were scrambling out there last second. He made it right before the clock expired, mm-hmm. and you know they they push him back, and uh, Coglin then just absolutely knuckleballs the last one, never a prayer. Um, now on that same play. I think we should hit on this first, but um, on that same play, the Arizona State player did launch himself over the center, which you can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't get his hand on the ball. Don't
1: care. Jennifer and, and, and
0: care. again, it's another one of those things like we were talking about on the other end. It You shouldn't have been in that situation. And they, they blew the call. Pack 12 refs, by the way, horrible. They were horrible the entire game. They're not the reason Michigan State lost. Do not get those two things mixed up. But they were awful, and this was their cherry on top of being awful. Um, they've done it. Remember a couple of years ago when that's they cost Wisconsin a game. They, this tends to happen, and it kind of. I think Joe Rexrode tweeted that it reflects the quality of play in their league. I think that's that's fair. They did a bad job. It's not their fault. Michigan State lost this game. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Yeah. Um, but it is just that cruel twist of the knife to know that that's 15 yards in a first down, and a much more manageable field goal. I think ultimately doesn't really matter for
1: me. Like I, I, that is like the thousandth thing that. It just happened to be the last play of the game. And, like, what for me, whatever. MSU is now 121st in the nation in penalty yards, 116th in the nation in penalties per game with 8.67. That's your story. Yeah,
0: you can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, I, it's such a disappointing loss for such a variety of reasons, none of them uh, being the offensive like, gen- like I didn't have any problem with the play calling. There were a couple of substitutions that I didn't necessarily agree with. Connor Hayward getting the ball on a super predictable fourth and one was one of those. That's just stubborn, right?
1: That's just being stubborn, and that is the type of decision that that's an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. You're being emo- you're being arrogant. You're being you're. We talk about when we talk about like betting. Don't bet on what you want to happen. That's emotional don't just because you want to be able to run on fourth and one mm-hmm. and get it because that's what you want your program to be, these guys can't do that. we saw they can't do that they didn't do it well, don't be shocked when it doesn't happen,
0: yeah, so I mean,
1: yeah, so back to you know if there are um silver linings here, the defense as we mentioned, elite, I think last um Last podcast, we mentioned that the defense and the special teams, if they were, they could both have above average days mm-hmm. and this team could still win. Unfortunately, special teams did not. And, and they still almost won because the defense is that good. They're, they've now given up 70 total rushing yards in three games. That the next closest is San Diego State with 127. So we're talking about one of, and And they gave up fifteen on one with on a QB botched QB spy,
0: yeah,
1: so they weren't even playing if they had played their base defense, it's hard for me to believe that they pick up that first down
0: I agree it, so it, yeah,
1: so there's the good. we'll talk about why that still matters later on. That's about all there is to say, and it's just unfortunate that we have to sit here and talk and just gloss over gloss over an an amazing defense but it has to come to a question here you know what are our ultimate takeaways if msu wins that game you know our podcast today is oh we got out of dodge do the mistakes get magnified and corrected as much
0: i mean offensively i think you're still sitting in a similar position because if they win that game in overtime then things aren't a ton different uh oh, and by the
1: way, and there's th- no guarantee they're gonna win in overtime.
0: No, absolutely not. The other the part of this that is like you know, you know, I think yes, I think we're sitting in a very different situation if they're able to I mean if they just get off the field in that fourth and thirteen, you're like, Yep, wow, these guys really powered through, what an ugly win. Mm-hmm. Hey, elite defense, offense actually, you know, I'm I'd be much more willing to sit here and talk about all the great things that I thought the offense did. I'd sit here and talk about how Brian Lewerke is the second leading pass has the second most passing yards of the Big Ten or how Daryl Stewart has the second most receiving yards, or how Elijah Collins has the second most rushing yards. It, All of these things are true. It was a... We, the Detroit Lions watched that game and said,
1: damn, bravo.
0: Yeah. Never seen it done that way.
1: <laughs> it, it was it, a Lionsy loss.
0: It was a very Lionsy loss. I, I completely agree. Uh, it's, it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing because now what it does for the season and, and the long-term outlook is... It's best-case scenario, like best-case scenario now for the rest of the year, we look back at this game and think, how the hell did we lose that game? And it probably keeps you from doing something incredible. Now, do I think Michigan State's going to get to a point where that really matters? Probably not. Probably not. Now that we have uh, are down to our fourth, start, our fourth left tackle, awesome, really good. Kevin Jarvis out for six to seven weeks. You know, you, although I have to give the offensive line some credit, they did a pretty good job out there, even with Tyler Higby starting left tackle. I was actually pretty impressed by that line. Um, but, you know, do I think they're really going to find themselves there? No. With Now you have to question whether the kicker can make a big kick because that's a very week-to-week thing. Uh, you have to question whether the head coaches and the rest of the coordinators can, you know, you, you just installed a lot of question marks into this season. So while there's a lot of reason for optimism, the defense is still as good as ever. Uh, the offense can obviously move the ball. It's you have to ask yourself a lot more questions now. And and best case scenario, you look back in this one and think, "Damn, we really let one get away." Worst case, this is what it was last year, where it's the the first you know sign of a leak in the boat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look around, and there are other teams that struggle against teams that um, in games that for all intents and purposes they shouldn't have won, but they did. We joked about, we were goofing about Michigan doing it to Army. Yeah. They won. They won. They did. It was bad. They won. MSC, this is not, this is, unfortunately, this is not the, oh, shucks, can't believe this happened, because now we have seen with, you know, I, I, I'm a numbers guy. It's, it's trend. It's a trend. And, and the things that got us here, the things that got us here, it's, it's really interesting, I think my takeaway, and, I don't blame. For me, this just wasn't a, a, a player thing. No, I don't think so either. This was for us completely on the coaches, completely on the football staff, and we're going to hold on to that one for in a minute. So, but for me, the, the things that this staff that we're talking about—they've been here almost all of them for a very long time. They brought in defensive principles that have that were stout have slightly evolved, grown with the times, and have continued to be good to elite for years. Now, the staff that is here took Michigan State fans to a place that they had dreamed of. And because they took us to a place that we had dreamed of, we started to dream bigger. It's my opinion that this staff cannot take the fans to that new dreamed-of place. And when I say new dreamed of place, it's not a final four banner because we went there. You tasted it. You were at the college football playoff and you got run off the field. And that's okay because every other program in the world outside of six get to say that. Now, everyone tasted it. If you want the natty, the thing that right now probably six programs have a legitimate argument for, and frankly, every year, do. yeah. If you want a natty, I am here to tell you that I don't think this is the staff to do it. And that is not a knock on them. Because there are 110 programs that wish they were at Michigan State's level. Look at Purdue. We'll get to them. They would die for one season of Michigan State football.
0: I, th- I think what it boils down to is that, uh, well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, For the most part here, I think what it boils down to is that this group has turned Michigan State into a program where you're allowed to dream of those things Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to say, hey, we why can't we get back? That's why we're mad. Right. That's why everyone's mad. Well, we talk about expectations all the time. We're mad because the expectations are high and the expectations are high because this program has risen to them on occasions like this before now. What's getting scary, I think, for the entire fan base is that those days are getting further behind us. Those days of going to the national to college football playoffs, go, winning the Rose Bowl, going to the Cotton Bowl, all these, this amazing stretch of football uh, is getting to be kind of far behind us now. And if you look at Michigan State over the last three plus years now, it's, Almost the very definition of mediocre. Now, obviously, we see some serious ebbs and flows. You have a three and nine season and a 10 and three season mixed in there. But you're flirting with 500 right now. And you're not seeing changes mm -hmm. on one side of the ball Mm -hmm. because the last four years in a row, none of those offenses were good. Mm -hmm. And they've all looked, they've all been bad for different reasons be it injury, be it the fact you could never run the ball, you can't complete a short play, all you can hit is these long passes, you don't have a quarterback who's any good quarterbacks are hurt, whatever it is, the offense can't seem to find it. And now, yes, you've you've moved things around and I do think Brad Salem has made significant adjustments on the offensive end that yep. that are really good. But uh it's if you can't put the ball in the end zone and you can't make smart decisions in crunch time, you're limiting your upside. That's just it, bottom line. Yeah, you're
1: right. You know, and I think what we're getting at is we've seen enough data this is the team this is the staff. you know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. and that and and that's not a negative. A lot of programs would want it. you don't want it because you've tasted great. It's okay to taste great and this staff regularly has beaten teams that are better than them. That is part of the gig.
0: yep yeah. I think what it boils down to and that we're just we're tap dancing around and the conversation really has come out of the woodwork this week. Uh, and I'm sure it's a short-term overreaction, but you have to really think about the long-term future of the program. It's inescapable. And what is next?
1: That came that came up when Dan Tony coming off his ten-win season. He's getting older.
0: He is okay, one hundred percent. And that, I think that's I,
1: not even a knock.
0: Had he not performed well after the three and nine season, we we might not have made it to this season with Mark Dantonio at the helm. But here we are, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. But as we sit here today, and you look at this program and you think what needs to change for them to get back to where they were, call it three years ago, and the answer is, is something fairly, not drastic on offense, but you need a, a breath of fresh air. I think everyone agrees. I think that's what's really coming out of the fan base overreaction this week is like we need... Something. Something's got to happen here. Not sure what it's going to be, but something has to happen. And then you just realistically, objectively look at it and think, Mark D'Antonio is what? 65? Mm-hmm. 66? And up there. Why do you think he didn't go out and make this big splash a year ago?
1: Yep. We'll just leave it there.
0: I think he wants to go out with the guys that brought him in, whether that's this year or next year. Personally, just with no inside knowledge, would be shocked if – Mark Dantonio is still at Michigan State following next season. Just based on age, just it was just would surprise me. And tenure—it's going to be 15 years next year or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. uh, 14. So it's that's a lifetime in the world of a of a college football coach. We're
1: blessed to have it.
0: But, and he's going to end up being the winningest coach in head in in Michigan State history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We are blessed to have him. I will. I. I don't think anybody can truly ever repay him for the memories that he's given Michigan state, no matter when they were, but you have to think what if the long-term future is something radically different, when does that happen? Now, Michigan state will never, ever, ever, ever in a million years, fire Mark D'Antonio, nor should they, I think he's earned the right to, you know, kind of see his own path out the door, whenever that may be. But, I think you're gonna hear those those calls are getting louder and it's scary. and with with every loss like this, they ratchet up and I think you just went from a low hum to a very real rumble and if you go out this next week and you drop another one to what is not a good northwestern team yep not a good team, not a good team you are going to hear it's going to go from adult from a low rumble to you're going to get a lot. You're going to get major publications starting to ask questions.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, um, right. them, valid questions, them's the breaks when, when you double down the way he did with the coaches mm-hmm. this year and he had the, and he gets to do that and he did. And then people get to question that
0: when th- it doesn't work. I think we did say that when he did it too. It's it's, he's now put himself by doing what, what he did. He put himself squarely in the crosshairs and said, These are my guys, ride or die. And I think what what's scary from a lifelong Michigan State fan is is die in this scenario is is ugly.
1: That was you got your Mulligan and you wasted yeah. it on week three.
0: Yeah. That's got- that's the sad part. It's like you just you just it's so uninspired, like to be at home with the chance to win to, to break that record for D'Antonio, and it boils down to a play where it's your best strength. You have to stop a fourth and thirteen. You've been stuffing him on <laughs> these little inch plays all night, and then all you got to do is execute a field goal. Think clearly in the last moments, like to to drop it in such spectacular fashion, and have it like taken away from you in such a short period of time is so by a team
1: that didn't deserve it by a
0: by by at best an average team like that's a seven and 16. We just lost to Yep. at best. I mean, I, <laughs> yep. they didn't do anything special the entire game. True freshman quarterback. True freshman quarterback. I will, again, we do have to give their defense credit. I think their defense is actually legit. And I think their defense is what's going to win them seven games.
1: They're literally saying that on an Arizona pod, Arizona state podcast about our team right now.
0: Right. And that's fine. It's fair at this point. So uh, obviously an incredibly disappointing loss. Um, a game, Michigan State should have won by a couple scores. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. They' a more talented, better team, but uh, credit Arizona State, they stuck with it and they executed when they needed to execute. Michigan State did not. so um, that sucked. I guess let's just wash our hands of it and move on, but uh, i
1: have a feeling it's not gonna just be washed off here, but no. but folks, we're mad. you can tell. But we are not above clowning our own team because when you get, when you when you when you do clownish things, you deserve to be clowned.
0: Yeah, I mean that's our job. You have to call a spade a spade. Like as much as I'd love to sit here and just say, "Hey, Michigan State is amazing and undefeated," and you know something they're not. But that was a
1: cackle-worthy collapse.
0: Yeah, that was that – was, uh, I in watching that, it's funny because I, I, when I was watching it, I kind of think I took it pretty well in stride because I could see how people would have spiked stuff and gotten really mad. I was kind of just like, wow, that really sucks. That's a huge letdown. The further away I get from it, the more frustrating it becomes because it was just such a multifaceted collapse. It was on the offense for not finishing. It was on the defense for giving up an unforgivable play. That that one moment washes away an entire game yeah. of excellent defense, of like like elite arguably the not even arguably the best defense so far in the nation. It completely washes that away. And then it's on the coaches for just shitting their pants. Like there's no other way to put it. And it's I don't want to keep going on it, but it was that was a uh, that was one of the tougher losses you'll ever see.
1: The toilets in Michigan State's home locker room were unneeded,
0: unneeded. after the game. No. Nope. Because the pants, the pants
1: were full. Throw them out. Burn them. You want to clown on some other people? I'd really like to. We'll come back to clowning on the Spartans. National games around uh, the country. We talked about uh, the Pirate. You know, he's my favorite. Washington Michael,
0: State. Michael Leach. Michael
1: Leach, who had an incredible postgame presser, or uh, midweek presser this week where he unprompted um, just talked about who would win in a Royal Rumble of all the Pac-12 mascots.
0: (laughs) Went through each one. That's like his thing. Yeah, it's
1: right up his alley. Uh, Beat Houston 31-24. to And all of a sudden, Washington State's a top-20 team, and, like, they are – why I talk about them beyond Pirate is they are Michigan State Mm -hmm. offense, though. That's a guy who has offensive philosophies that evolve year-to-year with no talent. None, but he manages to put now two starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Two guys that weren't wanted by anyone, by the way.
0: He's Ooh. also the only guy to
1: ever offer our Baker Mayfield a uh, scholarship. Yep. So, like, they are us. They are just like our... doppelganger. Um, but, no, I'm thinking... inverse. Yeah, inverse us. Thank you. We thought Stanford at UCF was going to be a good game. It was not Stanford might stink, which is good
0: news for Spartan. Stanford fans, might stink, yeah.
1: Considering they beat Northwestern, UCF beat them forty-five to twenty-seven. UCF is, in my opinion, officially a big boy program.
0: I think they probably should have been before, but yeah, the fact that you this can, wasn't the game that the, made them that. Right. But the fact that you can lose Mackenzie Milton and yeah. still come out and beat Stanford again. When you talk about Stanford, why are you scheduling this game? Why? Why? Mm. What's the point? I What's mean, the
1: upside? Can I tell you why? They win so much in every other sport. They treat football like many schools treat like water polo. It's not a knock on water polo players. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying like Stanford's like, yeah, we kind of win this, you know, the Capital One Cup. Yeah, like it's fine. We don't, yeah, we don't. The net rankings. (laughs) Not for us. Not our thing. Um, Clemson beat Syracuse 41 to 6. It yep. was 17-6 to at halftime.
0: Big second half from T-Law and co.
1: Last week we talked about maybe everyone made a mistake in believing in Syracuse a little too much because Maryland beat the hell out of yeah. them. And then Maryland, who we'll get to this week. Oh, we'll get to you, Turks. Um, but the most important game of the week was Kansas, 48, Boston <laughs> College,
0: 24. Boy. A beating! And you thought losing to Arizona State at home was bad. Imagine yeah. losing to Kansas at home. That was Kansas'
1: second away win since 2009, Austin.
0: <laughs> Two. That's remarkable. It that's like you can come up with some numbers for Kansas and Rutgers football that are like you you're like, "No. Mm-mm. That's not real. That's goofiness." You know, I
1: you know, I have to admit, I keep a little scribe of kansas stats just I'm for sure me i'm sure you do it's it's, it's just for me it's just this, a fun thing it's, for me it's me it's my little special <laughs> thing and um let me just tell you they're they're 10 and 86 in the conference the seems last bad 10 not good um they're now that was the since their uh orange bowl team <laughs> you remember that i sure do 2007 i believe i do um Wow. And includes that year. A Go- thing that happened. Going all the way back, they are now, with the win at Voice uh, Boston College, four and fifty-four. That includes the Orange Bowl year. Wow. Um they're nine and three since two thousand and seven against FCS teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not great. I heard nine and three and was like, okay. And then you're like against non-Division 1 teams. Oh.
1: Nine of their 33 total wins since 2008 are against FCS teams. It's bad. So when we get mad, I think there's <laughs> always perspective. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> because Kansas, li- they like to think themselves as a hoop school. Yeah, well. Okay, one natty. That's crazy too. So they're, they are in our boat. They mm-hmm. sit right next to us in the boat. They don't get to say that they're a notch higher. They like to think it. You're not. We have more Final Fours. More Final Fours in the since we're talking about time since before like James Naismith and shit. Mm -hmm. You're sitting on the boat next to us. We have an entertaining football team. Sure do. Trophy-winning football team in the not-so-distant past. Kansas has to do this shit (laughs) for decades.
0: doesn't seem like it's going to end soon
1: either. And they're like, we can't wait for basketball season. No, no, no. When we get to say that, they yeah. actually tell us to go F- off. Right. <laughs>
0: no. No, you, you don't, don't. You don't. Don't you say that.
1: No, because you get to go and be favored at Northwestern and against Indiana and Rutgers. No, 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 no. They are not favored in any game. No. They just doubled up Boston College and our dogs against a bad West Virginia team <laughs> at home. That's how bad. Them's they are. the
0: breaks, Kansas.
1: Alright, Big 12. Or excuse me, Big Ten. Done with the Big
0: 12. Done with the Big
1: 12. Ohio State, the real. Still good. 51 to 10 over those hoo-hoo hoosiers.
0: It, Justin Fields is really good. It appears so. Time's a flat circle. Ohio State is a great quarterback. The drum beats on.
1: Poor Pitt loses at Penn State 10 seven. Can I
0: say something? Do it. This is actually. The fact that Pitt only lost by a touchdown—that's kind of a win. This is not a good Pitt team. I watch this game. I kind of like Kenny Pickett, but I don't think he's actually good. Uh, Penn State—I would have some very real concerns about if I'm a fan because yeah. it's all or absolutely nothing with that offense. Kind of always has been, right? But it did, once again. Mm-hmm. But at least before they had like you know some sort of intermediate game with Barkley and, and McSorley and Miles yeah. Sanders this year. They kind of have four running backs they're rotating, who all look have have like big playability, but I just don't see like it's either a fifty yard play or a three yard game. Like it's really not a lot in between. Wow.
1: Uh, yeah, not we're not in on them. I don't think no. anyone's in on Penn State. Oh no. The Ope game of the week last week. What did we say? Eastern Michigan traveled to Illinois. Oh, <laughs> the Eagles, the Emus took you down, thirty-four to thirty-one. We can't take you
0: anywhere, I was Illinois. Say, if there was something, if, I didn't think it could get any worse.
1: Now imagine K- Kansas sitting next to us on the boat. Okay,
0: <laughs> Illinois, we're a basketball school, right? You're not on the boat. No, Illinois is just is swimming to keep up with the raft that's dragging behind the boat. <laughs>
1: no, and they can't. Illinois swim. Is
0: drowned. Can't Actually, swim. no. Illinois <laughs> can't <is> drowned. Drown. <laughs> Illinois is absolutely drowned. They are they are looking up at the surface of the water, thinking, "Boy, I'd like to get there. Hopefully, it's not too late."
1: Never thought I'd say this. We talk about uh, relegation all the time. Uh huh. Eastern Michigan wins over Purdue last year. Remember that? Sure do. Illinois this year. They are a candidate.
0: People, people are asking. They are a candidate. Should the Eagles be in the Big Ten? <laughs> people and honestly, between Illinois, Purdue, and Rutgers, I'm not gonna say
1: no. I it's it makes for a very interesting rivalry against an Ann Arbor team. It's very close. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you think there were like eight Eastern fans at that game? Even the students are dressed in Mason blue. Yeah. I I like. I'll go and decked out in green and white. We there. already have the colors. Yeah. Okay. We can help them knock down that wall <laughs> as they run out on the field.
1: Maryland, the frauds. Yeah, we saw this one,
0: saw this one coming.
1: 20 to 17.
0: Actually, I don't think I can say that I saw this one coming. I'm not surprised that they lost a game and didn't look as good, but uh, this again, this one's a bad one.
1: Is on all of us for thinking A, too highly of Syracuse and B, not reading history. Maryland kicks ass at the very beginning of every, every year. year. Then the year continues and they suck. And I think,
0: oh no, we have to keep going. Uh, this really just... I, I think football in the Northeast just shouldn't be a thing. I'm out on crab cakes. Mm. I'm in on crab cakes. Out, out on, on football. football. Yeah. Okay, fine. But but really, like north of, I don't know, Clemson? East of... Virginia West Tech. East of... Okay. of okay. I mean, seriously. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So, north of South Carolina and east of happy valley Dude, where's west- what's in there west virginia kind of no not even west virginia's yeah, stinky it's it it's bad what do they do you, so many people and you're you so doing? bad at something
1: well there's no football fields it's too crowded i think yeah well have less people northwestern a
0: stinky win over unlv mm. and the stinkiest of which we'll get to is yeah. hunter johnson you know what hunter johnson has been so disappointing to me but the most disappointing part is mm-hmm. how he looks in a football uniform. It bothers you. He does, he's the – I said about uh, – what's his name? Eli Brooks at Michigan that mm-hmm. he's the most swaggerless player mm-hmm. in college basketball. And mm-hmm. I couldn't – could not stand by that more. Hunter Johnson I think might be the most swaggerless player in college football. He has literally nothing cool. Like if you've ever made a my player in any (laughs) football game, you're decking them out. You're at least like you're giving them wristbands, a a little like QB pocket thing, a quarter, a QB wrist, like maybe a long sleeve, a visor, something cool. I know I always decked my guys out, but at the very least, you're giving them like sleeves or one wristband, something. He's full nude. Both arms doesn't look like he has any muscle on his body. He's got the high pads. Dude. It's such a Northwestern where everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's going to be sweet," and then he looks like such a boner in the uniforms.
1: Hunter Johnson, and his name's Hunter Johnson. Hunter Johnson is the guy that came ten minutes late to the first practice because he was crying. He didn't want to play football, and his mom made him. <laughs> call him. So no, but you can he, throw it, sweet. But he didn't. Ha- so no, he didn't have any of the things you wanted because he never wanted to be here. He, he I, I just kind of,
0: uh, well, we'll get to him. He almost lost his job to TJ Green, who's now out for the season. But yeah, Hunter, Hunter is struggling He's all they to start got. The year.
1: Georgia Southern headed to Minnesota. And I, I you guys, once heard again, me. I keep telling Minnesota, <laughs> stop doing this to yourself. Stop, 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 stop. You are scheduling the most difficult, goofy games possible. You're like trying trying to lose and yet they found another way to win they're undefeated we said last year on the podcast that pj fleck better get all his wins in this year yep because we thought it's either he's gone just somewhere better somewhere <laughs> else oh, because that's kind of his mo and always has been and next year the schedule looked scary scarier so they got their three and i think now it gets very deep and dark for them <laughs> moving forward Hope you had fun. Did you watch El Asico,
0: Iowa at Iowa State? I tried to, but there were two weather delays, so I stopped.
1: Sure, the game ended at like midnight. Yeah. But Iowa State managed to outgoof Michigan yeah, State. I did see that. You never want, if you didn't see it, Iowa up by one. Of course, it was 18 to 17 in the most Iowa Iowa State bullshit it's score game score. ever, right? Punt return. Kid doesn't even have the opportunity for Iowa State to fair catch. <laughs> doesn't even have the opportunity because. He gets hit head on, not backed into <laughs> got, by his own guy. He got smoked. Great hit, dude. Left his feet like Great, you legal, have legal. Not a targeting. Legal. Now was legal. I checked it again. Shoulder. <laughs> it was fine. Legal. Just lays
0: him out. Oh my god. Fumble. Game what, over. What? What was better that or have you seen the screenshot of the Florida State player lining <laughs> up facing the wrong direction? <laughs>
1: That is the best of that, years.
0: So there's, the years. Florida has a special ability to give us some incredible screen grabs. We have so
1: many Florida men to We've choose got, from.
0: Oh, I really, like, you get down there and you just become a Florida man. Well, a Florida young man.
1: Well, Florida, there's that one. And two years the,
0: ago, Florida, yeah. the offensive linemen are literally blocking
1: <laughs> each other. On a, on a play, they scored a touchdown. Right. <laughs>
0: uh, I, just, I love it so much. I'm so glad we can laugh. Uh, uh, I really... <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to laugh at my own team's expense. But in a weird way, I sort of wish they would just do this to me. It's healthy. So that I could just be done. You know what I mean? Like, Just start lining up the wrong way. If it's going to get bad, like if it gets ugly this year, I hope it gets hilariously.
1: It won't. And you know why it won't get bad? Because
0: Because the defense is too good. it's too damn good. Damn it.
1: (laughs) And you know for a fact, they're going to win this game this week. They're going to beat Indiana. And we're all going to come... We're going to open our eyes, and everyone's going to be like, oh, uh, damn it. God uh, damn it. Now it matters The sun again. rose again. <laughs> so before we get to that, um, Nebraska um, had a nice bounce back win, beating Northern Illinois by 32. Um, only notable, That's cool. Only notable thing for me about this game is Nebraska was one of two Big Ten teams to cover. Everyone else Jeez. didn't. Um, and then the final one, let's just be done with it, Purdue. You talked all yeah. off season. About how football was back in West Lafayette, and Jeff Brown's a savior, and you just lost at home by 21 to a very average TCU team.
0: I knew it. They're, I feel bad. Free Rondell Moore. I I wonder how many days it took Rondell Moore to to have the whole Joe Bluth I made a huge mistake moment because he needs to.
1: You know what he needs to do? He needs to sue the university. I'd sit out. No, you sue them. I was. I was. Sold. I want your drum. I, I I was sold. Something. I want your telescopes. False advertising. I want them Jeff all. Wrong. False advertising. You said it was going to be better than this. It is not.
0: Also, we never landed on the moon.
1: Full stop. So upcoming national games. A couple doozies. Hmm. Um, Auburn at Texas A and M. Uh, number eight Auburn to you, sir. Who's <laughs> always overrated for me?
0: They're either overrated or completely underrated. I kind of envy Auburn. Like I think Auburn fans sort of have the best. going Mm, yes yes no because alabama
1: wins natties
0: (laughs) so do they one so would you rather have one or none would you rather watch michigan win more natties uh when you put it like that i was saying in in the vein of either they win and do it in insane fashion or or and they're like really really good or they're just dog shit. Like, they they really don't – you don't get – Yeah, they give up. You don't – I love it. You don't get like seven – you don't get six and six Auburn teams. You're either like, all right, we're here and we're one of the best teams in the country. Or, you know what, I, let's just try it again next year. We forgot to recruit for like, two whole offseason. Oh, no. I, it seems like a cool thing.
1: Here's where I'll say I don't want to be Auburn. Michigan gets so freaking happy that they beat us last year and they're oh, yeah. back and whatever. Listen, you didn't win shit. Well,
0: and Bama doesn't care.
1: Well, what I'm saying is, if we can't win a natty, yeah, damn well sure our rivals don't win a okay. natty. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Oklahoma State travels to Texas, and I think this is a sneaky one. I think mm. Gundy, this is right for an upset.
0: The Mullet me. Man. Okay, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll buy that. I I like. Oklahoma I wouldn't bet State. on this game. This no, I feels like way too tight. Of Texas a, game. Is a Texas a five point faith.
1: Yeah. and then the uh, showcase overrated Oof. Notre
0: Dame at <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Do we just put that? Is that like a macro? You just put on the front of every time you type Notre Dame overrated. Oh, that just up. comes. It's an auto populate, yeah, right? Uh,
1: it happened to be ranked seventh this year. You cannot tell me that they're they are the seventh best team in this country.
0: Yeah, I mean, Can't. not in this country. No, there are some good ones in like
1: europe i've seen
0: i'll say that i think uh i think georgia might be real deal holyfield
1: oh they're gonna like, beat that like, hell like, i think they're gonna
0: name. and this between the oof this that's a that's another one you schedule where you're like hey you know this is fun from a brand perspective but boy then the day rolls around you're like no, oh not for me can we uh, cancel
1: yeah let's let's quickly run through the big 10 schedule because it's terrible <laughs> um you don't believe me case in point the 11 a.m matchups UConn at Indiana.
0: Mm, a tasty basketball matchup once upon a time. Boston
1: College at Rutgers. Boston College, you sly sons oh, of bitches. We they played. Did. They played scheduled Kansas and Rutgers, and they couldn't even sweep.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, no. That's bad. That's like, wow. They went for the Infinity Stone gauntlet and just came up so short.
1: Um, Miami, Ohio at Ohio State. I have a great quote from head coach Chuck Martin at Miami, Ohio. Um, this week he says, quote, it's kind of like going to recess and then Ohio State has the first 85 picks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That must sucks so bad to read as a player, but yeah, I don't know. I was going to say that's the uh, Alonzo morning gif where he's just kind of like, well, Uh yeah,
1: he's right. It's a 40 point spread.
0: Yeah. Well, I sort of think they'll cover. (laughs) I am also very upset with myself for not putting money on Ohio State last week. Mistake. Huge mistake.
1: Nebraska at Illinois in a night game. Ugh, man, tough. Um, yeah, then the boy that mm. so that in um, Maryland, Penn State, Iowa, Minnesota, Minnesota, and Purdue are all on buy. Um, so the game of the so there are no Ope games. They're all trash. Nope. The Big Ten game of the week though, um, Michigan at Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, this will be an interesting one. Um, again, we're not here to be haters. But, yeah, we are. Well, we are. Uh, I think this is going to be a very, very difficult game for Michigan to win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you've Wisconsin already, hasn't given up a point yet, so that's well, interesting. A, Wisconsin hasn't given a fantastic start. B, um, you know how Army ran the ball all over Michigan? Four yards a pop mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's better than Army. I know mm-hmm. people don't want to hear it. Uh <laughs> m- <laughs> Who are those people that don't want to hear that? They're they're out there. Uh, The Michigan fans, probably. Um, Anyways, so Michigan's going against a better defense and a better offense in one of the harder environments in all of college football. This is – this would – now, flip side of that is if Michigan wins this game, I think you kind of – you do what you would have done – for Michigan, like if Michigan State beat it, had beaten Arizona State and then we beat Northwestern soundly, you're like, oh, okay, North. You know, Arizona State's just a fluke. You're able to employ that same line of logic yeah, of if Michigan goes out and wins this game because that's a hell of a win, and all of a sudden you're probably the second best team in the Big Ten again.
1: Yep, easily.
0: But I, I don't know. I the fact that Wisconsin is only a three and a half point favorite. I also saw a stat recently that I want to. I don't want to. Budget, but it was something about Jim Harbaugh has been an underdog six times in the last handful of years. It's true, and he's never won. He is one of two standing
1: Power Five coaches who has been who have been an underdog um, and have never has never won a game as an underdog. He and one Tom Allen of Indiana. Yes, wow. And if you asked, put out a poll, where does Tom Allen coach? <laughs> Big Ten fans wouldn't know. People would respond, from home improvement, <laughs> you know, question mark? Sure. And you just say, sure. Yeah. You want a stat? I I'm gonna, do. I'm going to leave everyone with a stat, and Love then we're going to start em. trashing Northwestern. Love stats. Uh, Boise State plays Air Force, I believe, this weekend, Friday night. Um, if Boise State wins that game, and if Michigan loses at Wisconsin, Boise State will be the new all-time highest winning percentage in college football. And In you know what, Austin? Some, some You'd hate to see that.
0: You you know what? You really would hate <laughs> to see it.
1: That'd just be tough. Um, for what it's worth, Boise State, um, like I mentioned, uh, <laughs> been pretty good for a while. We <laughs> beat them the last time we played them.
0: Not a big deal.
1: If you're keeping track at home. Uh, playing Air Force eight-point faves. Home game, um, Michigan three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road. It, it's a likely
0: possibility. We're not going to say that it won't happen.
1: So there be so all of your friends um, that are wear the maize and blue might not have there'll a blue. will be little a new th-
0: blue on the block. Oh dang it! <laughs> okay, let's trash the Northwestern Wildcats. I hope you do that more often. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Northwestern. Okay. So uh, before we get started here, I think it is important to preface this with the fact that you and I both live in Chicago. For True. those of the, for those of you who don't know, uh, and I think that kind of puts us in a, a great place to start. Northwestern came up with the slogan a few years ago, Chicago's Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. Northwestern, while it is closer to Chicago than any other Big Ten school, is not in Chicago. It's true. It's in Evanston. Evanston, a sleepy little town on the North Shore. Uh, they, Northwest of here. Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, uh, I'll give them that. Um, yeah, not sure how that name came about either i can tell you they're
1: named after the northwest territories mm. and i guess they just as smart as they are weren't able to kind of think there might be things that are further northwest than us at like some time. no
0: it stops, stops here stops with us <laughs> not explorers these wildcats they're all right let's bodies. talk about another thing they're the wildcats great nickname fellas Way to come up with something original. You geniuses. Are the brain trust of the Midwest coming up with Wildcats.
1: Remember when we, you, we've we gone to many basketball and football games? It's true. The damn cat sound effect. <laughs> Every single down. It makes third me laugh. It, truly,
0: it truly feels like when you are going to a game at... Now, I haven't been to the new basketball arena, but the, the old basketball arena and the current football stadium are... There are most, I'll wager to say most Texas high school football stadiums are more impressive.
1: Absolutely. Have you ever scared a cat? Have you ever startled one? Sure. That is the noise they recorded <laughs> for that sound effect. And it and it is good that that is the noise because it reflects the feels that they have. It
0: does. It also reflects their terrible mascot. Willie! Willie Coming is on, Willie? the absolute least intimidating cat you'll ever see in your life. It's a tabby, but it's purple. It makes no sense at all. He's I like Willie. Willie can Willie can get uh manhandled West Barty.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's a question there. Um their basketball team, the jokes write themselves. <laughs> I mean like I I mean you went and got Chris Collins and like you got a Duke assistant. That's what you get.
0: Yeah. Now, I think one thing, one nice thing, they did make the NCAA tournament a couple years ago.
1: That's not. However,
0: mm -hmm. that is the only time they've ever made the NCAA tournament. John, I don't know if you know, but 64 to 68 teams have always gotten into this tournament.
1: That's not true, but in the modern era, yeah.
0: In the modern era. I only operate in the modern era. I don't know if you can do that.
1: But they didn't make it when they are only 32 and less. The... The thing that bothers me is I'm not, not, not going to give him that because I don't want to reward being awful. You don't get an attaboy for doing a thing that everyone, including like Rutgers and Oregon State and the pure trash of Power 5. <laughs> the scum of the college football society. And basketball. You don't yeah. get an attaboy for literally just the bare minimum. winning 19 games in a season.
0: You came, Just do it. You came to work. Congratulations.
1: You showed up on time. You don't get a promotion for it.
0: <laughs> you no. Know, the
1: football you team, who, at least you guys have, like, the excuse of not being able to field guys because of academic reasons,
0: but, sure. I mean, it's annoying at this point. Yeah, it's annoying because they flaunt it. I don't know. We have to deal with a lot of Northwestern people just in general. And, boy, if they don't lead off every conversation with the fact they went to Northwestern. You know, and, uh, um the nard dog from The Office? Yeah. Hell, he Cornell. always mentions he went to Cornell. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of that with Northwestern.
1: My response always is, it's weird that we have the same job.
0: <laughs> oh, you work here, too? Huh. <laughs>
1: that's, so That's great. The thing that bothers me the most about Northwestern is beyond going to their shit field and, like, he- is the fact that when you beat them, you don't feel great, and when you lose to them, you're infuriated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's
1: no—I don't feel good about any of it.
0: They also now own the uh, biggest— they're the victims of the largest comeback in NCAA football history, too— your Michigan State Spartans, if you recall correctly, uh, and then John L. gets some dap John on that. I'll, I'll come back around on John L. it's uh, like your silly old grandpa. Like he's, 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 you, you, you can't stand him, and then when he's gone, you're like, ah, he was kind of a fun guy. That was fun. Uh, like, and then they're
1: like, no, 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 he was a raging no, he alcoholic. Was bad. That sucked. He's racist. <laughs> yeah. You're Not cool, dude. It's not funny just because it was ten years ago. Yeah,
0: he got fired a lot. Like. <laughs>
1: he, he was a
0: genuinely bad man. We have no money. Yeah, we, <laughs> have <laughs> we have more willed nothing. It's not funny. Don't laugh. It's not funny. He ruined us. Oh, he slept in a chair? Cool. <laughs>
1: don't be proud of don't this. Don't
0: be stuff. proud of this man. Um, <laughs> so that's John L. Uh, but the basketball team now also owns, I believe, they were the victims of the biggest comeback in Big Ten history to your Michigan State Spartans just I, a few years ago. I
1: prior. don't know where I was watching. I think our boy... Uh, was it soldier on on uh on twitter he's a good dude he threw up the entire like recap video of it and it's just like just for the just for fun and i watched the whole thing and i was like how did this miles bridges jared jackson
0: cassius wisdom josh langford all healthy somehow losing by 30 i (laughs) i do wonder if at at what point during that game the northwestern guys looked around and just went holy shit We're winning this game? This is so dumb. You know, yeah, like how is this happening? It's so, like that it would be like Bryant McIntosh probably like was just standing next to Jaron Jackson at the free throw line. looked up. And at that exact moment, he was like, we're going to lose.
1: Yeah, this is not going to go <laughs> It's well.
0: like this is, this is so much worse than I realized. The, only, the, the
1: one nice thing I'll give to them before we get to the peanut gallery is thank God we have them so they can tell Michigan to shut up. As it <laughs> refers to being smarty pances. Yeah, I'll give
0: you that. And I'll also say it's nice to have a team that's not red. Another Thank- team that's not red in, in the Big Ten. It's true. But you are just an awful purple. Hit me with some uh, okay, peanut gallery. Uh, CT and TC gave us a couple good ones this week. He says, you, si- you decided it would be a good idea to have one of your scholarship players be a janitor for the team to humiliate him enough to give up his scholarship. That's Classy. a real, That happened. Apparently. Did you not know about that? I don't think, think I did. Chris
1: Collins era.
0: Yikes. That happened recently. Not a great look, Chris. Congratulations to Northwestern who has never began the Big Ten tournament on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Only matched by Penn State. Yeah. Oof. well Well. Uh, nothing says successful head basketball coach like former Duke assistant. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Same thing. And he's also asked us to just describe <laughs> the gift of Chris Collins worth hitting the floor. Which Barking is my- like a dog? <laughs> okay. It just made me think. The only thing it makes me think of is Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's it. He looks like an absolute <laughs> demon possessed. But he's like, my
1: precious. They lose that game,
0: by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I remember this was against Michigan. I yeah. remember watching this fade to black on btn as we went to the commercial (laughs) and just cackling i was like he looked like a literal deranged psychopath like if izzo did that he i don't even know what people would say like i don't even know how people would handle such a thing but god i he, he looks like an actual insane person give me some more uh, another one is just a picture of Pat Fitzgerald in those terrible, <laughs> terrible gothic, that terrible oh, gothic hoodie, uh, just screaming. He looks more like a badger than a wildcat, but he looks it's terrible. True. Uh, Paul Fanson, Doctor Green and White. I almost went to grad school at Northwestern, but when I visited, I found the students to be snobby and "quote unquote" Wolverine-like. I went to Purdue instead. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I chose to live in Lafayette, Indiana, for four years just to avoid hanging out. <laughs> With Northwestern students, Dang. Paul, I kind of agree. Possibly, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> Maris, Maris, I'm screwing your name up. Maris Ruggiero, Rugiello maybe. Uh, just says nerds. That's it.
1: <laughs> oh, I got some too. I got DM'd a couple. Okay, uh, let me pull those up from Nate from at uh, one cool Nate who joined Twitter recently. Welcome.
0: Yeah, welcome aboard, Nate. Thanks for joining uh, to, to jump into this. Actually, I don't think we should say, well, I, we, uh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I'm a, sorry
0: we are the reason you, mis- joined, you joined Twitter. What a terrible mistake. Ugh. Northwestern's the Pluto of the Big
1: Ten, so small that it has its own class of university known as the Northwestoids. Chris <laughs> Collins has room for two more sets of eyeballs before you start to encroach on normal forehead size. <laughs> Fitzgerald has exactly two facial expressions, yelling and confused, In Kansas State stole your mascot and you did nothing. It's true. They're it's the true. Wildcats. They're purple and everything.
0: So I uh, I really like that one. And again, welcome to, the, welcome to this hellhole. We can all be sad together. Um, <laughs> Sergeant Sparty said a good, couple good ones. You're not even that good at the things you say you are. Smart kids, go to Ivy League or Stanford. Journalism school, Jamel Hill. Greater than Will Bond, strong agree with that <laughs> oh, one. Yeah,
1: easy, uh, easy dub. You
0: can't even win your own division, uh, what well, they did last year. You're fourth to Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska. Typically, okay, fine. You're basically U of M, but with one one hundredth of the fans and double the price tag. Ooh, that's man. a that's a tough one. The yeah. only inaccurate part here is they did technically win their division. I also think maybe the most Northwestern thing to do is go eight and four and make your way to the Big Ten. Game.
1: <laughs> that's pretty great. That's a that's one nice thing.
0: Uh, let's
1: see what else we got. Uh, Northwestern is the last Big Ten school that everyone remembers when listing all the Big Ten schools. Most of my buddies simply refer to it as the Purple One.
0: One cool Nate also said they have a happiness club and they once tried to change the name of their football team to Purple Haze. Now, if they change their team name to the Purple Haze, I would never be more in. Uh, Uh, And then the Keith Ski, I think we'll end with this one, gives us a, uh, a detailed breakdown of 2006. He says, they gave up the biggest comeback in college football history. Mm-hmm. In 2006, MSU scored 38 unanswered points, starting at 954 in the third quarter. Ended up winning 41:38. 38 And then he says, you must suck to do that. <laughs> it's true. Dude, 38 points yes. in a quarter, like under a half of football. They were up forty-one to three and or thirty-eight to three and lost to, to J- Janelle. To <laughs> Janelle uh, I'm convinced that that game is the reason that True uh, Stanton is still in the NFL. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All okay. right.
1: Let's talk numbers here. Um, you know, we got big mad uh, about the last game. You might be a little happy. Um, Small happy because Northwestern. Uh, opened as a seven and a half point dog, currently a nine and a half point dog. Um, the over/under started at thirty-eight, <sighs> lowest I can remember in a while, and has crawled up to thirty-nine and a half. I have a thing I want to get really mad about. Ha, hit me, Daddy. Truly mad, and then we'll start to talk stats again. Great. We got they dropped the um, the, the depth chart, and no. we learned today that uh, Kevin Jarvis is out six to seven weeks. A.J. Akuri is day-to-day. Cole Chewens is still day-to-day. And as we know, we don't know when Jalen Naylor it will be back And Ryan Armor is long snapper is out for the year. That's all we know about. Currently, uh, the offensive line has three guys out, starters. It's We've played three games. There are now three true freshmen um, on the two deep, one redshirt freshman, Jacob um, Asaya, who didn't play this, who hasn't played this year. J.D. Duplaine, who hasn't played this year. Um, and at center is Matt Allen and Blake Buter. What I want to get mad about is there's something wrong. I'm calling it out. I'm saying something that I've kept to myself for quite some time. I thought there was something terrible going on with the women's basketball program for years. The amount of season-ending injuries seemed high I admit that I don't know a ton about how many people generally get hurt in that sport. I know that women um, college or women basketball players tend to tear their ACLs at a higher clip than most other athletes. I did lacked context. I lacked some data. Now we've bled over into men's basketball the past couple for a while and the football team, the past few years, there is something wrong. And do I want to just point my finger at somebody? Maybe, but these, kids deserve better and it doesn't feel like luck anymore i will say it i think there are questions that um, are not off base to be asked to the msu training staff i want to know why the strength and conditioning and training staff are unable to help these kids whose lives are altered forever either recover faster or be, or why they're being injured in the first place, because this type of injury attrition is not happening at other schools. And someone could easily explain it to me and I would be open to it and say, it's bad luck. I am just saying there is enough data for me to say, this seems odd. Mm -hmm. This seems like more than bad luck. What are we doing about it? And that's when I said at the beginning of the podcast about being mad at not just the coaching staff, I'm mad at the staff. What is happening? How is this happening? What is going on? Change, evolve, do better because this cannot be bad luck anymore. And rant.
0: Fair enough. It does seem like, a, I mean, the angry MSU O line hating God has reared his head in spectacular fashion the last two years and really dating back. I mean, you remember Brian Allen was hurt, Jack, uh, or Jack Allen was hurt once upon a time, Jack Conklin, I mean, we've, we've blown through offensive linemen, and I think there is, a, there is something to be said about that. Um, but, hopefully, no one gets hurt in the interim before now on Sunday, Saturday.
1: Because we are down to our fourth string left tackle, who played well. Tyler Higby Last uh, game. It's getting egregious. Um, you want good news? Um, MSU is four and one in their last five games in Evanston, aka West Lansing. Um, the computers say that there's about a 73 74% chance of winning this. Last week was around 85. And I would say that, that still stands because every bad thing that had to happen did. Mm-hmm. And that's accurate. It's a predictive model. It's not an, you know, I think people right. need to get understand that just because it's an 85% thing doesn't mean it's most of the time, you're supposed to win. You could watch the MSU-Arizona State game and say, the yeah, they should have Most of the won. time,
0: they should have won, yes. And that's the same
1: for this game here against Northwestern. Um, their quarterback, Hunter Johnson, nothing to write home
0: about. Yeah, not off to a very good start here. Um, didn't win the job out of camp. Did not start the first game against Stanford. Transfer uh, from Clemson, which is
1: why he tra- was so Oh, hot. yeah, so
0: if we want to go all the way back, he was the number one quarterback recruit in his class. I think he was number two or three overall, according to – Just about every single service. Um, Absolutely a can't miss type of prospect. Uh, Like you said, went to Clemson. Um, You don't just go to Clemson nowadays. He was run by Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence. Fair to say uh, good competition. Understandable reason to transfer. Mm -hmm. That's fine. uh, However, he's yet to really live up. To the hype, um, like I said, didn't win the job out of camp. That went to, I believe, his redshirt senior, TJ Green, who is actually Trent Green's son, fun fact. And out for the year. And now out for the year, which is why Hunter Johnson has has come in. So he's played about a game and a half, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and thus far, he is completing 42.9% of his passes oh. for a total of 220 yards, one touchdown, and three picks.
1: His I believe his second pass of the season was a pick.
0: It's not good. Uh, he, he has shown... Now again, in a little bit of his defense, he hadn't played, started a game of football his freshman year, the year he sat out, so he hasn't really started a game of football in almost three three years. So uh, expected rust, but you know didn't didn't really take a big step forward last week against UNLV, Northwestern, only won thirty to fourteen. To be totally honest, this is the score I would have expected to see Michigan State against Arizona State, but here we are. They were losing fourteen to yep. ten
1: and up sixteen to fourteen at halftime.
0: Yeah, they were losing. Yeah. I mean that's it, not. It was not a impressive. Game, it
1: was a game until right. the fourth. Quarter.
0: Johnson went twelve to twenty-five for one hundred sixty-five, one touchdown, one pick. Um, it's hard to tell if he really has a favored target as of yet. Uh, although Brent Bennett Skoranek is leading the team, uh, actually in receptions by six. So I suppose Skoranek really would probably be the the favorite. Nine catches for one hundred and ten uh, so far for him. Next up. Really, there's there's not a lot to write home about from a receiving perspective after that. JJ Jefferson, awesome, mm-hmm. and Kyrick McGowan each have three catches. Uh, Jefferson does have 69 yards; 50 of those uh, came on one touchdown pass, well, which was actually a really nice ball from Johnson down the sideline in that game. Um, Northwestern's kind of going to do what they always do, and that's that's try to run the ball. Uh, this year, they are running the ball. They've run the ball eighty-three times and attempted fifty-two passes.
1: So they're fifty. So they're fifty-second in the nation at one hundred and eighty-four point five yards per game rushing. That's what they're best at, and yeah. that and that is um, better than. It's a grain of no. salt. They played
0: MSC's defense. I was also going to say through two games, the, you know, those numbers are a little slanted. They ran for 276 yep. yards of those. What was it, 380 something? Yeah. Last week, so you know they faced a good defense in in well, See, what we think is a good defense a in Stanford, defense. but better defense. Uh, it's nothing like what they're going to face this week. Uh, so their their offense is is going to struggle. They're running maybe not going to struggle, but it they're it, it's up against a tall task. Their running backs uh, Drake Anderson uh, and Jesse Brown did most of the heavy lifting last week. Uh, Anderson ended up with 141 yards and a touchdown. Brown, uh, is checks in at nine carries for 79. Now Hunter Johnson did run the ball 11 times for 55 yards and a touchdown. So interesting to see them kind of incorporate a little more read option, uh, not sure you want to do that this week, especially when I don't know who your backup is. Yeah. So probably going to put a little bit more on um, what Northwestern has always done against MSU. And I think mm-hmm. I have no reason to expect them to do anything different this time is quick intermediate passes. Uh, kind of the Tulsa or really the Arizona State and Tulsa model when they were moving the ball is these quick over the middle uh, intermediate passes, MSU just needs to lock up in the red zone. and kind of that's, that, that's the formula. Where we tell you about the defense is never going to be anything different. It's oh, going to be the same as it's always been. But what we don't know is
1: if Hunter Johnson is good enough to do
0: it. Yeah, 100%. They are 122nd
1: in the nation in passing offense, averaging only 141 yards per game. Just so you know, MSU's passing defense is up to 48th in the nation, um, jumping 18 spots last week. So this is an area that has even improved since last year. Um, Today, you know, they're going to start playing some tougher teams. MSU was kind of hovering in the 60s range last year. Um, So we mentioned they're averaging 18.5 points a game. That's 117th in the nation, worst of the MSU opponents. They have only played two games, but, you know, um, it's hard for me to see a lot of points being scored, not only against um, MSU, but maybe in this game in general.
0: Yeah, that 38.5 line looking uh, Looking slightly ominous at the moment. Um, Now, defensively... Uh, Northwestern Doves have a pretty solid defense, um, as they have for the past few years. They really are just sort of like knockoff Michigan State in some ways, where they, they kind of want to win the game the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patty Fisher's a solid middle linebacker. Yep. I mean, a really big good middle linebacker. linebacker. And he's not even leading the team of tackles so far. He's, he's behind uh, Travis Willick and Chris Bergen, one linebacker and one defensive back. Defensively, in terms of a pass rush, Joe Gaziano is kind of their their main guy. He's got a sack and a half. Ernest Brown. He was an MSU recruit, I believe. uh, The other kid, there was another. Joe Spivak was an MSU Mm. recruit as well. Uh, He was the one who looked ridiculous (laughs) in his photo. Um, Ernest Brown, the fourth, the defensive end, does have two sacks. Alex Miller has a sack and a half. So they've been getting after the quarterback a little bit. They've got seven sacks through two games. So nothing to sneeze at, especially given the state of MSU's. Uh, offensive line. Um, So definitely something to keep an eye out for there. Um, They don't do a lot. That's all that. that I think one area where MSU will possibly improve upon last week is a, I just not sure these guys have the same defense. The other thing is they play a four, three they play. And you, you saw, I mean, look at the two games, Michigan States played a three, three, five, and look at the one game where they played a four, three might tell you a lot. If you, if they bounce back in this game, Mm -hmm. I would attribute it to that.
1: Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I I feel – I want to say this is crazy to say. I feel confident in this game. Mild take. Michigan State's offense isn't the problem. It is the problem. It's, It's improved. They are only three games in, but the rushing game is better than it was last year. The passing game is up to 272 yards a game. That's better than it was last year. The issue is sustained drives and penalties. Penalties, penalties are the killer. They are the thing that is ruining this team. If you cut those down and Coughlin McMuffin, you know, gets his head back on and that was an aberration, you start to feel like, I have a hard time seeing Northwestern scoring more points than Arizona State did.
0: Do you? Yeah, yeah, yes, and this—that's the—that's what makes last week so frustrating, and that's what makes through three games this a very frustrating season so far. Because I think you're absolutely right. This offense is absolutely without question. You forget the the points that they've scored, and they, it's without question. Just when you watch an offense, they actually move the ball. They, they have look, they play with pace. They play with confidence. It's they competent. It's comp. They
1: execute. But the penalties kill them. And the coaching blunders have killed them.
0: This team is in a position now, and you heard Mark D'Antonio say it, you have to be perfect. This offense is, until further notice, and really, go. you have to go back to Connor Cook to look at anything different. It, you, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. This offense is not made to overcome those big deficits, not made to overcome big yardage deficits, Like that's just how it's always going to be. It's it's the identity they have. It's what they'll kind of, I mean, until further notice, be. Um, And you can't be dumb. You just can't. Like this team just can't afford it. Like you're not you're not Oklahoma. That's right. I mean, how many drives does a team get a game?
1: I don't know. Ten. Yeah, nine, ten. You, the defense needs to be perfect, as D'Antonio says. The offense has to be perfect on twenty percent of their drives. and you will win you will win if you can be perfect on two drives and get 14 points and be not perfect on a couple others and squeeze out a field goal and maybe the defense helps you out with field position a few other times you will win it's hard not to you showed us how hard it is not to win last week Mm -hmm. it's hard to do that that was a difficult thing to do they did it it shouldn't happen
0: it should not happen uh so i mean i think This is a game Michigan State should win. I mean, plain and simple. I'm going to feel that way about a lot of games this year, to be honest. Um, The defense is good enough that they should win this game. I think the offense is still uh, good enough that they should be able to score 21 points. I I think – I will say the one thing is this offensive line gives me a little bit of anxiety. Um, I think last year I would have been much more worried. Uh, This year, um, you know, I actually thought – Tyler Higby played pretty well in relief last week. I think Luke Campbell's taken his game way up at mm-hmm. left guard. I thought you've between Buter and uh, Allen, you've seen a big step up at center. Yep, um, and really Jordan Reed hasn't been bad. I mean, it really they've they've taken a big step forward. Eli was fine. He played. Do fine. we want to talk about that quickly? Quickly, uh, I think they just got to turn the keys over to Elijah. Well,
1: D'Antonio said it today. He finally admitted that he is the feature pack.
0: I don't know what he fought it. That's where we are. We're doing. This. He's got to execute on that promise in the big moments, though, mm-hmm. because big carries, goal line carries, and fourth down carries went to Connor Hayward and Ladarius Jefferson. Yep. We got nothing from Ladarius Jefferson this year. I mean, I get the fact that he's like a big dude. So far this year, has 13 carries for 18 yards. Not great. It's just not. It's just Can't, not going to get it done. And then work. Connor Hayward, 21 carries for 62 yards. Uh, and then you've got Elijah Collins with 44 for 281. I mean, and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but I will say, and I'm going to go to bat for both of those guys, they've also been put in unwinnable situations. I agree. And that can't happen either.
0: But it's both. Well, the flip side of that is they are tells mm-hmm. in this offense. Yeah. When they are on the field, they're getting the ball.
1: Well, and
0: that's not a tenable situation. So y- listen, th- this is a huge game. I-, I really think to to put a bow on it, this is non no hyperbole i think this is one of the more important pr games in in uh, mark d'antonio's tenure because if you right now you have the fan base legitimately questioning the future as much as they ever have i include the 3 and 9 season in this statement i think fans are truly questioning what is going to happen here more than they ever did in that season. I think everyone looked at that one and kind of saw the blip, and they're like, we'll bounce back next year. I think you have a lot of people looking at this now, knowing that that's in the rearview, thinking, what, is that going to happen again? And if so, are we going to stand for it? Really, whether it's fair or not, I think that's what's happening here. And if you go, if you lose this game to what is at best a mediocre Northwestern team, I don't think this Northwestern team does what it does did last year, where they come out and, you know, Figure it out. Yeah, and well, and Clayton Thorson was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Hunter Johnson's that good. We'll see. Uh, and so if you, if you come out and really lay an egg, um, you have a chance to win back a lot of goodwill from people because you come out and play the game that you could play. You know, you have people all of a sudden saying, "Oh, you know, great teams lose early in the season sometimes and still do a lot of good stuff." It wasn't in the Big Ten. Blah blah blah. You have a chance to really spin the narrative here, but it, it, it's it's resting. On like a very very like it it's the results will be so extreme, I'll leave so you, extreme.
1: I'll leave you on a good note. If you ha- you don't want to lose either game. If you had to lose one of the three games of Arizona State at Northwestern or Indiana, you'd pick Arizona
0: State. Strong agree. Have to pick it. Strong agree. Everything's still in front of you. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, hopefully, we jo- are joining you next week with a much more pleasant. Ah uh, everyone's getting roasted every week, doesn't you know, matter. One way or the other, we're gonna we're gonna come, we're gonna bring the heat. So for John, this has been Austin. We'll catch you guys in week five. See ya.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.